On today's episode, the only uncommon legendary creature in Modern Horizons 2, Captain Ripley Vance. I'm going to break down some ways to brew a deck with her. Welcome to the first episode of Uncommon Commander. My name is Cole, also known as Eclipse Meteor. This is an unconventional EDH podcast where I'll be talking about Captain Ripley Vance and some potential directions to take her. For the sake of brevity, on the fast list I've accumulated, I've broken down the cards into 11 categories and will summarize a lot of the cards listed. The list of cards in their entirety will be provided in the podcast description. So, Captain Ripley Vance, a legendary human pirate for 2 and a red, and it is a 3-2 with the ability whenever you cast your third spell each turn, but a plus one counter on Captain Ripley Vance, then it deals damage equal to its power to any target. The categories are going to be broken down in a way that allows us to capitalize on her increased power over time, the ability to cast spells on an opponent's turns in order to maximize the window when her ability triggers, and finally, utilizing a lot of the spells that allow us to attack with Captain Ripley Vance and hopefully deal a boatload of damage to our opponents. Our first category is cantrips, which for a price of usually one mana to three mana, hopefully in this build, that allow you to cast a spell with a minor effect and draw us a card, which allows us to trigger Ripley Vance on the off chance that it's our opponent's turn. We're going to be looking at cards like Accelerate, Balduvian Rage, Blind Blast, Boiling Blood, Crash Through, Crimson Wisps, Expedite, Fire Prophecy, Fists of Flame, Introduction to Prophecy, Needle Drop, Renegade Tactics, Ryle, Stun, and Warlord's Fury. Most of these spells just simply read draw a card because the other effects are minor and incidental. But some of them say creatures you control gain trample. Cur target creature attacks this turn if able. Target creature is dealt one damage. It can't block this turn. These cards will help us cycle into our next category, namely instants that increase Ripley Vance's power. All of these usually cost 1-3 to three mana as well, and also allow us to turn her sideways later after we trigger her ability. You're going to be looking for cards that give her first strike, trample, and usually an increase of power of 3-4. to four. Stuff like Borrowed Hostility, Brute Force, Brute Strength, Buccaneer's Bravado, which gives her double strike uniquely. You're going to be looking at cards like Unleash Fury, which doubles the power of target creature until end of turn. These are going to be the spells that you'll cast before your third spell and allow you to set up uh, Ripley to deal direct damage and immense damage to our opponents or even their creatures. In addition, these will be able to set up our turns to attack with her and deal immense damage if we're able to chip away at our opponent's defenses. This next category is fairly simple and was hinted to at earlier by the Ring of Valcast. This is just simply equipment that boosts her power. On one hand, we'll have a short list of equipment that auto-equips when she enters the battlefield, such as Stormrider Rig inside of the Shinobi, which only give a creature plus one plus one. But we also have the likes of Hero's Blade, which gives an equipped creature plus three plus two. This is going to have Vance blast out like a cannon pretty quick and pretty early. And then later on, we'll be able to equip her with the likes of Rune Chanter's Pike, which increases her power by the amount of instant sorcery cards in your graveyard, which will be quite a few, and also gives her first strike. And finally, Blackblade Reforged, which, considering the amount of cards that we'll be cycling through and being able to play lands every turn, will increase her power over time. We're going to have an assortment of instances of sorceries and enchantments that allows us to capitalize on Vance's increased power over time, allow us to possibly use her as a source of removal, or continuing uh, applying damage to our opponents. 
We're going to start off with the enchantment of Burning Anger, which gives an enchanted creature. This creature deals damage equal to its power to any target by tapping it. We're going to have cards like Tail Slash and Fall of the Hammer that allows Vance to deal damage equal to her power to target creature that we usually we don't control. Soul's Fire, which allows us to deal damage to any target based on the power. Galvanic Punch with Jumpstart, all the way back from the recent Ravnica sets, deals damage equal to its power to target player. And finally, Fling Effects. It's just simply Humble Fling, Sacrifice a Creature, deals damage equal to its power, and Kazool's Fury. This next category is card advantage. We're going to be using a combination of artifacts, creatures, instant sorceries to keep our hands full, even during our opponent's turns, and allow us to cast instants on our opponent's turns. We're going to be looking at Abbot of Carol Keep, which when it enters the battlefield, you'll be able to exile the top card of your library until the end of turn you may play this card. It also has Prowess, which synergizes really nicely with this. I'm going to call this next part the Big Three for card advantage, Outpost Siege, Vance's Blasting Cannons, very flavorful, and Furious Rise. Each of these will usually come out later in the game with the ability to exile the top card of our library, and depending on the enchantment, allows us to play lands as well. Outpost Siege will usually never be on the Dragon's Mode, as creatures leaving the battlefield and are under our control won't matter as much as just simply being able to have access to a land being put into exile. We'll have other cards like Angie's Ravager, Bedlam Reveler, Conspiracy Theorist, along with Endless Atlas and Gearper Ori, which each player may play an additional land on each of his or her turns, which we normally don't want to give to our opponents. However, the other clause at the beginning of each player's upkeep, if that player has no cards in hand, that player draws three cards. We're playing red. This card will trigger very easily for us. This next part is an expansive category and pretty useful for this deck. That category being fast mana. Each of these cards in this list will be able to generate us red mana, possibly some colorless, as we continue to cast spells throughout our turn and our opponent's turns. Even if we end up short at the end of our turn, possibly with one or two untapped lands, these creatures and these spells will enable us to generate mana on the fly and able to trigger Ripley Vance during our opponent's turns. Some of these creatures, such as Aki Rockspeaker, will enter the battlefield and generate a mana or two. Other ones, such as Elena Kessig Trapper, enables us to add mana to our mana pool equal to the greatest power among creatures I, we control that enter the battlefield this turn. So we'll be able to possibly play a big Captain Ripley Vance, tap Elena to generate three, four, even five mana, and then use this mana for our second or third spell. We'll look at other cards like Runaway Steamkin, which will add plus one counters to itself over time that we can remove later to add mana to our mana pool. Soulbright Flamekin, which if we end up hitting those six lands, will be able to generous eight red mana. Treasonous Ogre will enable us to generate mana on our opponent's turns for a humble three life per red mana. And we'll have the likes of Vessel of Volatility to wait for the opportunity to crack it to generate the four red mana in our mana pool. These next two categories are pretty interesting picks and one that I find pretty interesting. The first one are simple, humble utility lands that we'll be running in the deck. Some of these will grant Ripley evasion early, late, enable us to draw a card, and even gain life when we trigger her. Access Tunnel and Rogue's Passage, although the clauses are different and the mana values are different to activate them. Access Tunnels for early and for utility creatures that we want to attack. Rogue's Passage is for late game and we're able to generate a lot of mana and have her turn sideways. Bonner's Enclave is for when she gets her plus one counter off her ability, enabling us to consistently draw an additional card. And finally, Witch's Clinic, which gives target commander lifelink. 
which I think is pretty useful in a mono red deck. This next category to coincide with this is Death Touch equipment, the likes of Gorgon's Head, Gorgon's Flail, Basilisk Collar, and Quite a Spike, which make her difficult to block as well as turn her into a nuke early or late, enabling us to destroy non-indestructible creatures. This final category is simply a list of utility creatures, some that synergize with the equipment sub-themes that have already been mentioned before, and other ones that trigger off damage or off of instant sorcery casting. We'll have a list of creatures like Champion of the Flame, Volshock Battlemaster, and Valduke Keeper of the Flame to synergize with the equipment package that has been mentioned before. So if we can't rely on Vance, we'll rely on these creatures. We have the likes of Electrostatic Field, Firebrand Archer, Gutter Snipe, Iron Craig, Pyromancer, and Smeltward Minotaur to generate incremental value by dealing damage to our opponents, possibly targeting utility creatures on our opponent's boards, or removing really threatening blockers. If we want to capitalize off the big damage being inflicted by Vance, Chandra's Incinerator is an incredibly effective high-cost card that we'll be able to cast for cheap. We'll have Torbrand, Thane of Redfell, dealing additional damage for all of our creatures and spells. We'll have Young Pyromancer generating bodies over time over our instant sorceries. Spike Shot Elder, if we want to equip a big Black Blade Reforged, Hero's Blade, or Rune Chanter's Pike. And finally, Zada Hedron Grinder for all the spells that target our creatures, enabling a big swing on our board. Finally, to wrap this up, I'll have an honorable mentions category of incredibly expensive cards that I believe synergize incredibly well with this deck. Reforge the Soul is a classic wheel effect that is really necessary for us and can possibly disrupt our opponents. Overmaster is a spell in a cantrip that the next instant or sorcery spell we play this turn can be countered by spells or abilities. Really useful setup for our more important spells with the likes of Unleashed Fury in particular. Jessica's Will enables us to generate red mana and have card advantage. And Chandra's Ignition is a really useful spell in case we have Vance hit 5, 6, 7 plus power enabling us to deal a lot of damage to our opponents and wipe the board. The basic summary overall is that we want to find ways to permanently give Vance power over time, have a plethora of low-cost spells that increase her power and enable us to draw cards, and finally, possibly having an emergency backup plan with the likes of Chandra's Incinerator, Iron Craig Pyromancer, and even the Spike Shot Elder to inflict the final amounts of damage we need if Vance isn't available. The last part is, due to the abundance of cantrip effects that we'll have in this deck, I would suggest keeping an eye out for using your pump effects early in the spell sequencing, leaving your cantrips at the very end, managing to keep our hands fairly full, and enabling Vance to hit over 10 power or even more before we cast our final spell. That is it for the first episode of Uncommon Commander. I hope for the next build in your future that you'll consider buying and making Captain Ripley Vance. I think she's a really interesting, low-cost commander, and there's really fun ways to really capitalize off her third spell ability. Next episode, we'll be taking a look at Dominary's own Kuende Pride of Femrith with a special guest. I look forward to seeing you guys next time.